Hello and welcome to another episode of the podcast. Uh, So today, two quick announcements. One is the usual announcement. The other one is kind of an important update. Um, I'm actually going to be transitioning my kind of branding name from the philosophy guy into more of like focusing on the idea of this being Brendan's or my labyrinth um, and kind of entering the labyrinth and kind of making more of that my my thing. Because I realize a lot of the stuff I cover is there's a lot of philosophy, but there's a lot of other topics. And I found that name to be kind of limiting. And also it doesn't really fit what I do. A lot of people come in expecting like this pure philosophy form, kind of what Philosophize This does. And that's not exactly what I do because I think, you know, Stephen West of Philosophy This does a wonderful job of that already. So it's kind of a rebranding method to allow myself to kind of explore the stuff I want to explore and doesn't confuse people that come in. And also it's just, I like that word a lot. Um, and I don't feel as connected to the phrase the philosophy guy anymore. And it also comes across as arrogant to me a bit. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of working on transitioning that. I don't want to do it all of a sudden. I want it to kind of be included within the name of the philosophy guy. And I'm going to slowly have the philosophy guy name fall out. Um, but also the other announcement is your typical bonus episode feed. You can check the link in the bio, but also if you got an Apple podcast, I'm putting the bonus episode feed up there. I have a few episodes up and I'm gradually going to be uploading those, but it'll also be continually updated with all the new stuff. But I'm trying to get the back catalog up as well. So you can support me there as well. But today's episode is going to be on this concept of oblivion. It's kind of a free flowing, I have some notes down for this, exploration of oblivion in the psyche. Um, yeah, so I hope you enjoy that, but let's enter the library. So do you know oblivion? Conceptualizing oblivion and, and considering the important role it plays within our psyche. I hope you kind of enjoy this dance, you know? Um, you know, a quote to, to consider before for listening is truth cannot be accumulated what is accumulated is always being destroyed it withers away truth can never wither because it can only be found from moment to moment in every thought in every relationship in every word in every gesture in a smile in tears and if you and i can find that and and live it the very living is the finding of it then we shall not become propagandists we shall be creative human beings and then that's that was a quote from Krishnamurti, very great thinker. I'll try to link his stuff below. But I kind of want to open the question day of, so have you been to oblivion? You know, and, and I want to leave that term vague on purpose, oblivion, because I want you to kind of insert your own conceptualization of it. Um, but yeah, this is kind of my kind of journalistic take on it and kind of a flowing thought I had on it uh, that I want to put out into the world and have people make fun of or find something valuable in it. So yeah, have you been to oblivion? This post will, you know, will be a flow of contemplation around this idea of oblivion while weaving in its connection to an understanding of existence itself. So in the end, I hope you see a connection with the quote that I connected personally with my own kind of perception. That's the idea. To begin, how, how do thoughts and ideas relate to this state of oblivion thoughts and ideas can at times be like a disease a parasite no matter what we do we find ourselves unable to shake it these ideas that we cannot help but fixate on we can we can bottle them up 
run and hide within our own psyche, but to persist somewhere within a disease that feels incurable, an incurable disease in the form of a thought, waiting, watching, and ready to fracture our psyche once again. So where are we left within our psyche? We we are left acknowledging and facing that thought once more, again and again and again, in the perpetual cycle. We tell ourselves this time the thought has been put to bed, it's over, it's been worked on, but we've only changed the structure we hold the thought in. We then acknowledge this this kind of battle in our mind will be be a never-ending flow, one that tosses itself between a binary structure, one of a dance and one of a feuding brawl. I feel like I face that every day. And yet we persist, persist, because what else do we have to validate our existence? We have the wars we face within our minds, the wars that only we ourselves can know. So have I been to oblivion? I, I spend the day in my head, maybe too much. My friends tell me to meditate, to quiet my mind and process my thoughts. But that just reminds me of oblivion. I know oblivion. I've, I've, I'm attached to my thoughts. They become me, or maybe they create me a hopeless tether latching onto my own concept of existence. Do I exist, though? So I found this strange line in this confusing pursuit of creating a strange identity. It's an attempt to to add a strange identity to another tether. Is it just another tether when we try to create a strange identity? So I persist. I pursue a line with a semblance of normalcy, with a touch of novelty. But when I lose a sense of my identity, my, my perception of oblivion awaits. I know oblivion. It waits for us all. In the end, I'll see you there, you know? <laughs> so do we, do we know oblivion? Oblivion where everything in the world crumbles, the structures, our identities, and meaning. But it's in this place or that place, that same place, that all things are created, right? It's a place that, that creates our inner bliss. It presents us the alternative extreme on that binary. Dread. Say hello to dread, right? It's always lurking. But I wonder if it's a if it's because we're existing somewhere in between these two extremes of bliss and dread, you know, while perceiving the full emotional spectrum of existence itself. It's it's life's contradictions because it can be simultaneously dreadful and then wonderful. That is oblivion. But do we know oblivion? To be blunt? No. Because oblivion isn't isn't a possible experience. We only know our perception of it. Eternal oblivion? What about that? We cannot know it. To know that place is to know non-existence. The concept of our I, or or our you, doesn't know non-existence, only existence. So we cannot know oblivion. As to know oblivion is to not know time. And we are bound to time. So we are bound to existence. So we can only we only can can peer in with with a piece of that piece of our you holding on. And that piece of us can only imagine that place of oblivion, yet the imagination becomes that creation. So do I fear oblivion? I can't know it, but do I fear it? Sometimes no, I think. I do not fear oblivion, as my mind allows me to imagine a sense of knowing that place to make peace with it. It's always, it's always there for me, forcing me to cease imagining it as, as a disease by turning it into a creative thought. Yet that thought, that place, holds the creation of anxiety, but it also holds even further creation and wisdom. So, I persist with that thought of oblivion. I persist in fighting off depersonalization and derealization within that space. But I do not know 
oblivion. I only hope to balance this created experience of oblivion within myself to make peace with my perception of existence itself. But I, the me, do not know oblivion. I, you know? <laughs> so I originally wrote this piece or in, and wrote some of these thoughts and kind of now I even further expressed it here uh, as, as an entry to myself, thoughts to myself. Um, so it only had the use of I. However, I, I think the perception or conception of oblivion has happened to some extent for all of us. So in part of that contemplation of oblivion itself, I wanted to present it as a connected we in hopes you would you would conceptualizing your own understanding of oblivion. Because this is just my own. This is my understanding of this kind of state of unknowing um, that I wanted to present, which, which could then help you hopefully relate to my struggles, inner peace, and understandings, and hopes that this would then be helpful for you. Because I think there's a relatability in that present presentation of vulnerability of doubt within oneself. Uh, so that, that was the purpose of that. So I, I, you know, I do these kind of free thoughts to help me make peace with my own thoughts. However, I do wonder if I should be concerned that whenever I do this, and then when I, when I, you know, speak about it, I become concerned with how depressing or dark it can be perceived. That's not my intention either. I try to be pretty, I'm aware of it, but I'm not like a negative person, if that makes sense. But for me to, to truly understand that, I'd have to to go down the rabbit hole of oblivion again. So I guess I'll see you all in oblivion. But uh, until next time, I hope some of this made sense and you enjoyed. But it's time for you to uh, get the fuck out my labyrinth. <laughs>